Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Chasing Cars with Clarissa and Julian Coe from SG Carmine. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Teresa Montero, joined on the phone by Julian Cole from SG Kamat. Now, I'm warning you, Julian, that I'm feeling quite argumentative today. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> now, what we're talking about, ultimate luxury family sedans. Now, when you think of luxury family sedans, especially luxurious ones, then you think, uh, mostly you think, continental cars, with the big exception being Lexus. Because in any conversation about luxury, Lexus has to factor. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I would love to have a Lexus. The only problem is I can't afford one. I, I don't know who can afford one in media, but that's uh, maybe my maybe my my boss. My boss can afford a Lexus. Clearly, yeah, my, my my boss too. My boss needs to give me a raise so I can afford one too. <laughs> my boss too. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the four that we have narrowed down this ultimate luxury family sedan class. Let's start with the Audi A6. Now, Audi makes great cars. You know, sometimes, sometimes they're a bit on the dull side. If it's the sedans we're talking about, we're not talking about the souped up RSs or the Ss, but the standard sedans, they can be a little bit boring. But the one thing that I can say about my test drive of the A6, it is luxurious. My family felt like, you know, they had a chauffeur for the weekend and I enjoyed driving the car. Oh, absolutely, man. I can't, I can't, I can't deny just how satisfying it can be behind these sorts of cars, especially the Lexus. I mean, people will always be thinking, why should I be paying for a Japanese car when I can actually get a German-made car? You know, like Audi and BMW and Mercedes-Benz. But again, I mean, it's all attention to detail, right? And speaking of which, I think um, of all these car makers, the, the true car maker that is really good at impeccable attention to detail has to be Audi. And I'm talking about the Audi A6. She's pretty, isn't she? She's very smart looking. I think it's a very well tailored made kind of suit. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, you know, I don't like big cars. I'm not a big fan of of long sedans because I am a short human being. And long sedans make me feel very small in the driver's seat. But the Audi A6 was so easy to drive, so comfortable, so luxurious. Everything about the dashboard design and function buttons and what have you just made so much sense. I think on the point of being short, that makes the two of us. Um, I actually drove the Audi A6 for a bit. I really enjoyed the car. I mean, there are three different variants. We took the smaller variant, obviously, the two-liter one. I think it made every sense to have that car. When I was driving that car, I was just wondering to myself, hmm, would I ever get a car like this? You know what I mean? I, that actually occurred to me before. But as I drove the car around, just makes me feel like I'm not too sure if I'm suited for it. You know what I mean? Uh, no, but then <laughs> I am older than you are. I liked this car. That's true. I, I did like this car. The Audi A6 is, is an interesting car. The current one is mild hybrid, right? Yes, it's a mild hybrid, 48 volt mild hybrid. I think it's an excellent looking car. Very smart, very elegant. More importantly, I think it's very classy. But can I just say I prefer the Audi A6 
uh, estate. Oh, well, I mean, everyone loves the estate, man. How can you not like the estate? I think the estate is probably one of... Okay, Audi makes lovely estates. Yes. Right? Aside from Volvo, I think Audi makes very lovable, eye-watering sort of estates. I mean, you can be like a model. If, if, if Audi was ever a model, you'll be a supermodel. <laughs> Uh, the Audi Estate, yes. Okay, because, you know, with the A6, it's just a long sedan. It is, you know, if, if the way I think, if you're going to drive a long car, it might as well be an estate. But that's just me. Not to say that I could afford the A6 sedan or the Estate, but if you think you can, the effective price for it is just under $210,000 with guaranteed COE. That's a pretty good deal. That is a very, very good deal. Now, you said that you took the 2-litre TFSI S-Tronic. Is that the one? I took the one with, with uh, I think it was a 190-horsepower variant. The 190-horsepower variant. Yeah, there are two 2-litre variants, one with higher output and one with a lower output. I took the one with the lower output. But, man, just because it's lower output does not mean it's slow. There's no way a sluggish car. Yeah, yeah. I I think this is the same one that I took. And I have to say, in a car like that, and anyway, family luxury sedans, you're not racing. You've got your family in in the car. But it's it's got enough pep. It does have some punch when you need to overtake. Uh, So I I never noticed that it was the lower-powered variant. It is a four-cylinder, turbocharged lithium-ion petrol-electric thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the whole the whole mild hybrid thing is now like the in thing with all these cars. Um, you sort of need to get used to it as well. I mean, with all the specs showing all this mild hybrid thingy. Um, but in all honesty, apart from all these crazy mild hybrid system technology, right? If you're just talking about luxury, premium, you're talking about comfort, I think the A6 is just spot on. She's not bad. And since you bang on about boot space, she's got 530 litres of boot space. Yes, it's about the same. In fact, it is the same as the BMW 5 Series, but I think it loses out slightly to the Mercedes-Benz E-Class. I think the E-Class will have 540 litres, but you know what, 10 litres, who cares? No one's counting. (laughs) Okay, right. No one's counting. BMW (laughs) 5 Series. Also, you have the option of the mild hybrid. She is a pretty car. You know, the 5 Series is my favourite car, but you know this because the M5 is my ultimate must-drive-before-you-die car. (laughs) (laughs) But... We're not talking about May it. May I please remind you, you're getting on with age. Time is all Be effort. quiet, you. <laughs> We're not talking about the M5 anyway. We're talking about the standard BMW 5 Series. Now, the standard BMW 5 Series is still pretty expensive. She starts at... Eh, about $280,000. Yeah, we're talking big money here. But you know what? It's one of the most dynamic cars in its class. It's very sound. Um, it's If you're looking for a car to haul your family from point to point, and yet you don't want to sacrifice any kind of driving dynamics, this has to be it. She's perfect. I mean, in my opinion anyway, the BMW 5 Series is perfect because she's not too big. I wouldn't personally want to drive a 7 Series. I want to be driven in a 7 Series, but I would not want to drive a 7 Series. But the the 5 Series is the perfect size for a family car, for a family sedan. 
she's she's got the same boot space, 530 litres. She has the same, what I think are very important features. She's got some pep. Uh, she can accelerate to overtake a car. But ultimately, it is a luxury ride for the passengers. It's a luxury drive for the driver. Oh, you're going to be spot on, man. I hate to say this, but I have to agree with you. So I'm feeling <laughs> argumentative, and you're going to agree with everything I say. Yeah, I know, right? But okay, but you know what? Um, a lot of people are obviously arguing that these cars don't have that batch appeal when it comes to comparing them with Mercedes-Benz. I mean, this TriStar car maker has always been known to be, you know what, especially in Asian countries, you know, you, I've made it in life. I'm driving a Merc now. But I think it's, it's, it's really down to preference. I would drive a Lexus and everyone would just say I'm an idiot, but I know I can be, but I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe the Mercedes-Benz just isn't for me because I can't relate to the brand. I can't relate to the price of a Mercedes. I mean, the Mercedes E-Class uh, saloon starts at about $300,000, give or take. Yeah, there you have it. No, but That's you why know, it's a made-it-in-life sort of car. So, so but let, let, let me just tell you this. I actually test drove the Mercedes E-Class when I had banged up my ankle and it was in a bit of a brace. And... I don't know why that was the time I had the E-Class to drive, but she felt so good. I know, right? I remember driving the E-Class when I got a brace. I actually tore my muscle. Mm -hmm. I tore my muscle, my elbow muscle, and I was in so much pain. But when I was driving that E-Class, it gave me so much comfort. I felt so good, man. I mean, I felt so comfortable. And you know what? When you're driving a car like this, when you're in so much pain, it brings you that much amount of comfort. I, I can only say I'm so thankful that the car came in time as a test car. It was uh, riding on a cloud is how I felt. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Honestly, then again, the A6 feels completely sweet. I mean, it has got a, an impeccable interior. It drives so comfortably. It soaks up everything. Whatever broken tarmac surfaces, bumps and ruts, it soaks everything up. It's almost like saying it is as good as the Mercedes-Benz E-Class. The only thing is, obviously, like what I mentioned, it probably doesn't have that edge desirability compared to the Merc. Right. Okay, so let's take a quick look at the Lexus ES250. Now, there is the argument of bench, but Lexus has done so much to put themselves in the conversation and they do deserve to be there because they are fabulous cars. Let's forget that they are not part of the Continental Parade. They are a very, very good car. They are very comfortable. And, you know, they do have the ride on a cloud sort of action happening also. No, but I think if you if you like the attention to detail in terms of, you know, the Japanese quality, that hospitality you feel when you enter the car, if you can actually enjoy these sorts of things, if you know how to enjoy these sorts of things, then yes, the Lexus is definitely up your alley. If you feel like, you know what, I, I want to have sort of like, you know, more car, well, I wouldn't really say more car, but I sort of want to have that German badge for the money that I'm paying. It's completely understandable. I mean, it's, you know what I always say is like comparing a Grand Seiko to maybe an Omega or a Rolex, right? A Grand Seiko watch is fabulous, man. I, I love that watch very much, but not everyone will agree because for that amount of money, you could probably get a Rolex, but that's like, you know, 
that's how I feel about Lexus against the German main cars. Well, that depends on how important the badge is for you at the end of the day. Now, the Lexus ES250 is not cheap. She's in the mid-200 price point. So basically, what we're seeing here is the, the cheapest option within this luxury family sedan category is... Uh, huh. What was 200? It was 210,000, oh, but that's a promotion right now for the Audi A6. Otherwise, it is also in the mid-200s. The uh, BMW is also in the, okay, high-200s. Uh, the Mercedes is, you're pushing 300,000. So basically, if you want a luxury family sedan, you need to be looking at dropping about a quarter of a million dollars for a car. Oh, that's a lot of money, man. I mean... You got me at million. <laughs> one quarter. You got me at million. One quarter of a million. So you see, I could never be a car salesperson because I will say a quarter of a million, and an actual car salesman will say, "Oh no, it's very cheap. It's under three hundred thousand." See how it is, man. See how it is. <laughs> That's why we are doing what we are doing, and we are not earning enough money. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, we can't afford these cars. Our bosses can. But if you had to pick one, Julian, which one would you say, this one you got to go and test drive? Uh, it highly depends on what you're after. If it's driving, dynamic, sporty feel, the 5 Series will be definitely your weapon of choice. If you're looking for something comfortable, um, really premium, really classy, I think the A6 has got it. If you want badge appeal, well, we don't have to talk much about that. It's got to be Mercedes-Benz, you know what I mean? But my very own choice, I think I'll go for the Lexus ES because it's understated. You know, I mean, I don't have to go around feeling like, I wonder if people are thinking I'm driving my papa's car. Okay, well, I'm older than you are. And I'm not a coward like you are. So I'm going to... (laughs) (laughs) We've given you four car options. If If money was no object... I would buy the Mercedes and I would buy the Mercedes because I was so enamored by how comfortable the car was and really actually from a very understated point of view, how beautiful she was. She's not a handsome car. She is beautiful. So I would pick the Mercedes if money was no object. But I am a practical Singaporean wife and mother. And I would have to agree with you on the fact that you know, badge aside, the Lexus is a fantastic car. Yeah, I have, to, I have to say that. But you know what? I will just have to disagree with you on the Mercedes-Benz e-cars because I think if I needed a second choice, it'll definitely be the Audi A6. Yeah, of course you'd say that. Yeah, it's all about comfort now, man. It's no longer crazy driving when you got two rascals. Crazy driving just don't cut it no more. Yeah, well, for me, the rascals get there on their own. And the only <laughs> thing I have to worry about transporting is my golf bag. You know what, just just get a Golf GTI. That would no, be my, ideal. You know, ironically, my golf bag does not fit in the Golf GTI. That's ridiculous. No I way. Know, like right? No, no, no. No, but it's, too, it's not wide enough for my golf bag. Yes, this is a different conversation for a different time. But it, I, I have expressed my raised eyebrow to the good folks at Volkswagen on that. The car is called Unbelievable. Golf. Unbelievable. How can I... How can I not carry my golf bag without dropping a backseat? I know. I, I, you know what? I love, I really love the GTI. I think a GTI can still be an absolute lovely family car. Only unfortunate thing is 
it's far too expensive. I can't afford a, a hot hatch that's over $200,000. You know what I mean? So if Volkswagen, you're listening in now, maybe you can consider you can consider giving me a $50,000 discount. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't ask for a 50% discount. No, man, I know my limits. <laughs> no, no, you know your worth. If they were gonna, <laughs> if they were gonna give a fifty percent discount to anybody, it wouldn't be you, and it would not yeah. be me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> and there you have it. Those are our choices for ultimate luxury family sedans, and why? If you are in the market for them, I say again, at least a quarter of a million dollars in price. This has been Chasing Cars on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. He is Julian Coe, editor from SG Carmart. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.